Okay, so um, I've been all over the map today, and, uh, you know, I got in this morning. I just love these Sunday mornings. I got in at 6.30 in here this morning, and everything was so crystal clear, and I'm going to be preaching on him, you know, that there came from him a, a single person, and him as good as dead and multitude of stars in the heavens and sand at the seashore. And I was going to talk about Sarah, judge God faithful. She became, you know, so the possibilities of faith. Well, that's going to have to wait a little bit. And about an hour ago, God directed me to Nehemiah. And I think it ties in well with last, last week's message. Okay, so 2020, guys, we're on a journey. You understand, all of us are on a journey. You know, the wagons have left Dodge and we're, we're moving out, you know. Head west, young men. And so we're on this journey in, in 2020, and we're going to face the enemy in this journey. We're going to meet new brothers and sisters uh, that are going to bless our souls in 2020. There's going to be the good, the bad, and the ugly. There's going to be all these different things that we're going to have to grapple with, difficulties that we're going to have to overcome, wisdom that we're going to need, and God wants us to do it as mature people. He does not want us to become a soup sandwich and fall apart. And so, you know, Elijah, last week, 1 Kings 19, I mean, if you'd have told me one person that wasn't going to fall apart, it would be Elijah. I mean, if you were looking around in a room of somebody that's going to have strong faith, and you'd run over to that person, you know. If it's going to be a tough year, I want to be standing next to Elijah. How many of you think that that would be a pretty good thing. I mean, he's one of the strongest, right? And when Jezebel speaks that lie to him, by this time tomorrow, you're going to be as what you made my priest. It says he ran for his life. He took off, began to run for his life. Remember last week, he sits under the broom tree and he says, I'm no better than my ancestors, my fathers. Just take my life had totally come, become overnight because the spiritual warfare had been reduced to a soup sandwich. Elijah called fire down. Elijah, the greatest Old Testament prophet maybe, is a soup sandwich. He's laying there. Just to recap of last week. He's laying there, hopeless, helpless, depressed, confused, angry, why didn't my people, why didn't the nation repent? I mean, the miracle of fire burning up the sacrifice. How in the world? 850 priests of Baal and Asherah killed. Why didn't Israel become free? You know. So he's so discouraged. He falls asleep in his discouragement. And that's a condition that happens to a lot of us. It says the disciples didn't sleep because they were out late at night. It says they... They fell asleep for sorrow in the Garden of Gethsemane. And when we're going through difficulties, we can be under such sorrow, it will make us weak. How many of you have experienced that you're just weak? There's, there's no strength, you know. And so Elijah is asleep, but all of a sudden he gets nudged by an angel. And an angel, and, and like I said last week, it could have been the Lord Jesus and what's called a Christophany. I did say that right, but it's close to it. A Old Testament 
manifestation of Jesus. Okay. And he's, then he translates it's called that angel, the angel of the Lord, which would be Jesus, if that's the case. The Old Testament manifestation of Jesus. And, and why I think it is, is because what was baked and then put at the head of Elijah was what? A loaf of hot bread right next to his head. How many of you, you can smell fresh bread? When I go to Fish House Veracruz, just walk in the front door, guys. That fresh sourdough loaf. How many of you know what I'm talking about? The rest of you, I pity you because you. The one thing I know that's going to make the cut into the into the banquet uh, dinner of the Lord Jesus wedding banquet is that bread from Fish House. So, and lots of butter with it. But so. This, this loaf of bread is next to us, and, and that bread is symbolic of what? The Word. And so he eats that loaf of bread, gets nourishment and strength, and, and he drinks the water. The angel had put the water there. could be this representing the bread of the Word of God and the Spirit of God. And so Elijah eats and drinks, and then he falls down, begins to sleep again, and the angel nudged him again. And Elijah opens up his head, and right next to his head again is another loaf of bread. And the, the angel of the Lord says to Elijah, you must eat a second helping. The journey is going to be too great for you on just this one loaf. And some of us, that's a good word today. You're not getting nearly amount of fellowship in the word. You know, it's not just memorizing scriptures and knowing who I am in Christ and knowing this and that. You're actually fellowshipping with God in his word. Through the pages of the word of God, let it be a time of being in his presence. Drink the water of the spirit and eat the bread of life. And he he went 40 days on the strength of that food. 40 days and nights. And he marched. He ran on that food for 40 days and nights. And so... That message last week, as we're talking about being on a journey, all of us in this room, we're on a great journey. Let it be an adventure and not a hassle. Remember last week I said all my problems, I began to call them hassles. And God said those problems could be called adventures if you didn't have a bad attitude. It's just a hassle, hassle, hassle. When I could have said, God, how are we going to do this one? You and me together. Father, that's how the Lord Jesus walked. The, The Lord Jesus he had more problems hit him than anyone that's ever lived. It says he has been touched in every way, yet without sin, as we are. But he's a faithful high priest who's already been touched with the feelings of our infirmities. So don't be discouraged. The Lord Jesus went through what you're going through. And so 2020 is an adventure. I declare it's an adventure. How all that's going to get finished out there? We need another $500,000 to finish. We're not taking offerings, free will offerings, but we're not having a stewardship plan. And, and so, you know what? The Lord told me the other day, get out there and put the steel up with your mouth. Put the steel up with your mouth. Declare and command the resources that I've set aside for this project. Command them to go up. Steel, come up. Yes, amen. And then command the glass. 
to come around it. Glass, come around the, the octagon, the, the conservative. So Amy and I, and if you'd like to go out there whenever, the, you know, all during the week, you can go out there. Get out there and prophesy and command the, the cafe built. Command the stage built. Command the multimedia, the fire pits, the fireplace, the, the remaining eight water gardens. Command them. Hebrews 11.2 says, by faith we understand that the world's, or the world was made, it says, by his word. By faith we understand this, so that things that are made were made from things which do not appear. You can't see the word of God. But this word of God is living and powerful. No word of God is void of power. No rhema word that you speak out of your mouth, it won't return void. If you have a pure heart and you're in line with God's will, then you'll be his mouth. Jeremiah fifteen nineteen says, I will make you my mouth in the earth. Think that's an honor? Only if you separate the pure from the vile. And that might be individual lifestyle living. Could be. But I think that speaks even more directly to your motives. What motivates you? I'm telling you, we have to, whether we live or die, we are the Lord's. And on this journey this year, let it be your great joy, this adventure. And you might not think much of yourself, but the hobbits didn't look too good, did they? Well, I say it because most of us have seen Lord of the Rings or the Hobbits. And they're just these little things. You know, and so they, who can these, these, these things can't do anything. But it was one of those little things that had the character to get it done. Right? Powerful. That story was supposed to be like Pilgrim's Progress and an allegory of the church spiritual warfare that we're all in. So even, and we should be in our own eyes as hobbits. But in reality, you're kings and priests. You've been lifted up into heir of God, joint heir with Christ's status. You're his ambassadors. Now, life will push you around if you let it. Life will squeeze you like Elijah under a broom tree. But the Lord's faithful. He will come to you and he'll feed you the word of life. He will give to you the word of grace. He will lift you up by that word of faith. The word is a living thing, sharper than a two-edged sword. That word, have it cut you today, separating joints from marrow, discerning the thoughts and intents of your heart. On this adventure of 2020, you can't make it with Adam leading the way. It's got to be the heavenly man. It's got to be the new creation man. It's got to be you and the Holy Ghost learning. You're learning to walk with the Holy Spirit. So you need the word of God, guys. You have to eat the bread of life. You have to renew your mind daily. And again, you can't let it just be, God, I'm going to read the word so my mind's renewed. That's just one of the blessings. But you, you come into this and you take the Word of God. You take, take the Word of God in your hands and you say, Today, I'm holding the words of life. I'm going to fellowship with God 
in the pages of the Bible. I revere the Bible. I honor you. God says, if you, I will honor the one who honors me. If you honor God by taking the time every day not to rush through a one-year Bible, although what Amy does is not rushing through, but I did the one-year Bible one time, and I was under the demands. I had to read this, and I just stayed on it. But by the end of the year, I didn't like my, my year in the Word that year. I didn't stop to let the Word minister to me. And just take that time because the Holy Spirit will work with you. You'll discover God as you fellowship with Him in the Word. Don't let it be just a, a duty. Oh, I'm telling you, I can smell that bread down there at the fish house right now. Honey. Whenever Amy hits the restroom, I'm busy tearing off pieces of that throat. My son saw me. Dad, what are you doing? Oops. Nehemiah chapter 6. Today's word. Now it happened when Samballot, Tobiah, and Geshem, the Arab, and the rest of our enemies heard that I had rebuilt the wall and that there were no breaks left in it, though at that time I had not hung the doors in the gates. That Samballot, Geshem, sent to me, saying, Come, let us meet together among the villages in the plain of Ono. But they thought to do me harm. So, guys, in 2020, the enemy's got a plan to stop you. He's got a plan to get you to stop doing the work, that you, the assignment that you've been given. Sandballot's name means cave dweller. Everybody say cave dweller. Geshem, his name means rain and not in a good way. You know, you know the saying, when it rains, it pours. When, do, when people say that, they're not talking about, you know, a bunch of money in their checking. They're talking about problems, right? When it rains, it pours. And then there's another guy in this chapter, Tobiah. And he's an interesting one. His name means distinguished of the Lord, but he's vicious. He's very evil. And these represent principalities and powers. They also represent things that we have chosen to bring into our life by our actions. So they thought to do us harm. So right now, guys, be sober and be vigilant. For your adversary, the, the devil, goes around as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And on this journey in 2020, the enemy is out there. And, and I want to tell you, he's got a book on you. This, this, this might, uh, you know, and it should concern you. You need to know what the enemy knows about you. The enemy knows more than knows how to push your button. He knew that a long time ago. He's had thousands of years of perfecting his ability to push people's buttons. But there's actually, I believe, there's probably a demonic book from the secret service of hell on each person. We know that those, at least, that are doing the will of God, the enemy is resisting. And so here, the wall of Jerusalem is being rebuilt in the book of Nehemiah. 
Jerusalem, under the judgment of God because of their sins and rebellion, went into 70 years of captivity. Nebuchadnezzar pancaked Jerusalem. Okay? But after 70 years, Jeremiah said, you'll come back. God's bringing you back, my people. I'm going to bring you back. And then that's that famous scripture we all quote. But always, we quote it, but some of us don't know the context. For I know the thoughts I think for you, saith the Lord, thoughts to do you good, not evil. Thoughts to give you a future filled with hope. And so that came right after the words of judgment. That's the, the spanking. Seventy years. But so even God in his judgment. And how God's people provoked him. But, you know, I love Hosea 11:2 that God says, because I am God and not man, says, therefore, I will not execute the fierceness of my wrath, but I delight in showing mercy. And in 2020, you got a God who's your father who is merciful. He's not looking over you this year to crush you. He's looking over you to bless you. The enemy, Sanballat, Geshem, and Tobiah in this chapter they want to crush you. They want to do you harm. But your Heavenly Father wants to bless you and do you good and to give you a future filled with hope. That means every day this year, you're going to wake up and be filled with hope. Do you think that would be a great way to live? Yeah. You just wake up and you're filled with hope and expectation. You're not living life at your natural level. You're exalted. But see, when Sambalat, Tobiah, and Geshem are walking around, standing there screaming at you, in chapter 4 they show up, and Tobiah says, if even a fox walks across this wall, it's going to fall down. So these enemies, these demonic enemies, use people. And there will be people in your life in 2020 that will be saying the very words of Sambalat, Tobiah, and Geshem. Who are you going to believe? And so they, they thought to do me harm. So I sent messengers to them saying, I am doing a great work. Everybody say a great work. 2020, guys, we're on an adventure and it's a great work. So that I cannot come down. Why should the work cease while I leave it and go down to you? Now, that is a great word today. Do not allow the enemy to get you to come down off the wall. Here, why should the work cease? Why leave it and go down to you? Because that's what the enemy wants. He wants the work to stop. But they sent this message four times. And I answered them in the same manner. The enemy's persistent. Four times, guys. The enemy, there will be, this year, there will be opportunities for each one of us to draw back. And a lot of times, it's because of our thoughts. We're not taking our thoughts captive. And the enemy is bombarded. Here comes another bombardment. Boom, boom, boom. I answered them in the same manner. I'm not coming down. Discouragement, get behind me. Unbelief, I cast you down. See, you're going to have to in 2020 do a Samson thing with the jawbone. You're going to have to, with that jawbone, Samson says, I've slain a thousand of my enemies. And all of our enemies in 2020, they'll go down under the word of God, under the hammer of God's word. Okay? 
Then Sambalat, the cave dweller, sent his servant to me as before the fifth time. This time it's an open letter in his hand, and in it was written. So I guess the assistant of Sambalat is reading an open letter from Sambalat to Nehemiah, who's on the wall. It is reported among the nations, and Geshem says, who gives a flip about Geshem? He said they had to be camp anyway. Why are we listening that Geshem somehow has importance or weight or authority over our lives? Stop believing the words of the enemy, Geshem says. I thought that was interesting. That you and the Jews plan to rebel. Therefore, according to these rumors, you are rebuilding the wall that you may be their king. And you have also appointed prophets to proclaim you concerning it, Jerusalem, saying, there is a king in Judah. Now these matters will be reported to the king of Persia, so come therefore and let us consult together. Come on, let's talk about this error that you've done, Nehemiah. You've got to stop this talk. And then I sent to him, saying, no such thing as you say are being done, but you invent them in your own heart. For they, verse 9 is where I wanted to get to. For they, the enemy, all, for they all were trying to make us afraid, saying their hands will be weakened in the work and it will not be done. The devil is against you to stop you from the work being finished. Nehemiah, in this chapter we find out it's been 52 days and they rebuilt the wall. Jerusalem had been in ruins long after the 70 years that it was under judgment. Would you believe it was under ruins another 90 plus years that were for 160 years this God's city, Jerusalem, was, was destroyed? 90, almost a century longer than what God's judgment was is because of the spiritual warfare that had delayed the work. Judgment was only 70. It should never have taken another 90 years. But in 52 days, everybody say 52 days, they were able to rebuild that wall under the direction of Nehemiah. Now, here's what's cool. Nehemiah's name means comforting breath of Yah. He's the Holy Ghost. He's the Holy Ghost that comes out of the Persian, southern Persian capital of Shushan. It comes down with the king's resources. The king of Persia represents King Jesus. And he has released all grace. And that grace now comes to Jerusalem in ruins by the Holy Spirit, Nehemiah. And Nehemiah says in Nehemiah 2, he says to these people that have been for 160 years in ruins. Well, 90 years. They, they were in Babylon for 70 of that. 160. And Nehemiah says, come, let us rebuild. Let us rebuild. Holy Spirit's here today. 2020, he said, let's do it together. Let's do it together. Term and construction. What do you say? Term and construction all year. It's, it's term and construction and the Holy Ghost. And, and so let's build. Let's build. Your best, your best jobs, your best projects, Todd and Bobby will be in this year the history of your company. You're going to walk with the Holy Spirit. You're going to hear a voice saying, this is the way walking in it. What do you guys think? You think you can walk with the Holy Ghost? 
Patsy, do you think you can have your best year of ministry and counseling? For you're having such an incredibly complex and difficult case of the person that their life has been so scarred and damaged that you, it's, it's just like scrambled eggs. How do you unscramble scrambled eggs? Only the Lord. Only the Lord. Let's believe God that, Patsy, this year you're going to have the word of knowledge and be able to say exactly the key to unlock and begin to get all that, those knots out. I'm looking around the, around the room today. We, we each need this Holy Spirit. And you can see what Nehemiah is saying to the enemy. Can we say what he says? And stand together and enforce God's will for our life. And so he says, the enemy is just saying this to make us afraid. Saying their hands will be weakened in the work. And it will not be done. I wish you could read the 25 translations that I have on this tablet. And in one second, I can have 25 translations lined up reading that verse. And when you read Nehemiah 6, 9 in 25 translations, I'm not saying that in any way to brag that I got 25 translations. I'm saying that there was such an amplification of that verse. One translation says that they said, for, they, for this will sap them of their strength. Sap them. The enemy is saying, we've got a plan to sap you of your strength. Because your hands, we can't leave you alone. We can't let you. It's our eternal destiny in the pit of, in, the, in, in, in hell, in the lake of fire. Do you think the enemy is ever going to let up? They're going to work every angle to sap you of your strength. But you don't have to be sapped or zapped. You you don't have to be sapped. You can be zapped by the Holy Ghost. You can be strengthened. Psalm 138.3, In the very day I cried unto thee, thou strengthened me, and strengthened me with strength in my soul. Let the weak say they are strong. Be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. I declare today that the store family is going from faith to faith, strength to strength, grace to grace. Victory to victory. I say that the River Family Church, all of us, are going from strength to strength. Will you say it with me? Don't let yourself be sapped. Lift up the hands that hang down low. Strengthen the feeble knees. Make straight paths for your feet. Stop counting the enemies in your life and start counting on the blessings and the promises of God. And so, what does he say? For they were trying to make us afraid, saying their hands will be weakened in the work. Now, therefore, O God, listen to Nehemiah, strengthen my hands. That's New King James, but many of the translations say, but I prayed, strengthen my hands. Strengthen my hands. You know, you might not want to pray this prayer, Lord Deliver me out of this. You might not want to pray that first. I think you will pray it, and I I pray it too. But you know what's even a better prayer? Strengthen my hands. 
Jesus said, Father, if it be your will, remove this cup from me. That was a prayer of deliverance. So he wanted to be, his flesh recoiled. But then he said, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. And God sent an angel from heaven. And what does it say? And it strengthened him to go not around and give up the cross, but to go through and face the cross and take the cross for being the worst thing on the planet to wear a symbol of the victory of the resurrection of Christ. So you might not want to just pray for deliverance. And a champion can't always get delivered without a fight. Because God needs champions in this hour. So don't make it your first prayer. Strengthen. Nehemiah, oh God, I pray, strengthen me. Strengthen my hands for the work. And so, Nehemiah, who is the type of the Holy Ghost here, he's interceding in us. You know, the Holy Spirit says, knows what to pray for, knowing the will of God. And so the Holy Spirit in us is praying strength to us. The Lord Jesus is at the right hand, ever living to make intercession, praying strength for us. The bride is not going to be a weak, sick, feeble, pathetic Enosh. Two words for man in the Old Testament. Adam, Adam, means man. And Enosh, which means fallen man. What Enosh means, weak, sick, feeble, fallen man. And so I want to represent in 2020 the heavenly man. Not, not Adam. He's fallen now. But the Bible says that there is a man, an inner man, a hidden man of the heart. He calls it the, the, the heavenly man. He's the new creation man. He's the new man. Okay? Put on the new man. You know, put off that old guy. Be renewed in the spirit and put on the new man. What do you say 2020 on this adventure that we walk in Christ? I've been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And so, why don't we stand on our feet? According to my earnest expectation, Philippians 1.21, according to my earnest expectation of hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed. 2020, I'm not giving up. 2020, I'm not committing suicide. Like Elijah said, just take my life. 2020, I'm going to be eating double loaves of bread. I eat heavenly bread. I'm going to be drinking of the Spirit. I'm going to be meditating on the words of God. I'm going to be making prayer. Praying the word. But I'm going to be in prayer saying, oh God, but I, I, I prayed, oh God, strengthen my hands. But I'm going to pray every day, strengthen my hands for the work. Strengthen my hands. How many of you, 2020, you're going to make it your lifestyle? You're going to eat the bread of life. You're going to drink the Spirit of God. You're going to drink of the Spirit. And we'll be strong. Daniel 11.32, they that know their God will be strong and do exploits. Exploits. 
So I finally looked up that scripture in context. I've quoted Daniel 11.32. I know I've quoted it 5,000 times. But I've only really looked at it in context a few times, and I'd forgotten the context. In the context of Daniel 11.32, they that know their God will be strong and do exploits, is this, it's a war. And the Antichrist, it says, has waged war against the saints and discouraged them and weakened them. That's what it says. But then it says, but uh, these are saints, people. These are believers that have been beat up by the devil, by the spirit of the Antichrist. But it says, there's another group of believers. It says, but they, those other believers that know their God, Yada, intimately communing with God. They that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. But in context, one translation says like this, but they that knew their God rose up and fought back. That's a good word, guys. Do not get pushed around in 2020. You set yourself, and having done all to stand, stand therefore with all the armor on. And before the armor is Ephesians 6.10. Be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Eat the bread of life. Drink of the Spirit. Pray. Men ought always to pray and not faint. You will faint if you're not praying. You will faint on the journey. If you don't eat bread, Jesus said, I'm concerned they're going to faint on the journey. They've been with me three days and had nothing to eat. What did he multiply? Bread and fish. The bread of life. So I put a blessing on this church today. I say that we're champions. We're on an adventure. We're not in a hassle. I refuse to look at these things as a hassle. We are going somewhere. It's, it's important that we get there. For Amy and I and the church, the River family, and for the gardens, you will be built. Steel come up. Glass form around it. Stage, you are built. We declare it. We decree it. And Lord, on this journey, Lord, you're taking us from strength to strength. Say this prayer with me. King Jesus. Whether I live, I live unto you. Whether I die, I die unto you. Whether I live or die, I am the Lord's. I have the strength to take and possess. The faith to take and possess this year. In Jesus' name.